Welcome to today's podcast, Escort Confessions. I am your host, Alexa Max, with my co-host, Mr. Lane. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in today. We're going to talk about sex activism today, a really important subject. It so- is an important subject. Um, what do you define activism as? I define activism as basically a call for help, a call for change for something that's better and bigger than ourselves and I know it sounds cheesy but I mean sex workers they they're people too and they have their own rights like just like there are animal and human rights there are sex workers rights you're absolutely right and I don't mean to say that as you know to make it sound like we're using the word right too many times there's obviously the decriminalization factor involved with this um but not just decriminalization, but also the fact that um, people in the in that industry, uh, especially people who work uh, as a provider to services in person, you know, there's a there's a higher rate of assault and um, being ripped off, or you know, having crimes committed against them against their personage and. Um, you know, it's 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 a travesty because you know they don't. No one wants to be treated as anything less than human, and it's a dehumanization of um, people. And then you have the activism, you know, f- a fake activism that sort of says, "Hey, you know, we, um, you know, we want to rescue uh, these these women and men out of this situation." And uh, that's also destructive too, because you know you have the one side where you have you know people who are predators, and the other side you have people who are trying to white knight um, a situation that doesn't need to be white knighted. I mean, they don't need to come to anyone's rescue because mm-hmm. they're autonomous adults who have made their own choices. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people are trying to lump in um, sex trafficking with consensual sex acts uh, between adults, and um, that's not the case at all. And that's where you get a lot of uh, people who are trying to legislate um, things online and attacking the industry online uh, through the guise of trying to liberate people from uh, trafficking. And trafficking does exist. I'm not saying it doesn't, but not to the same, the same degree that uh, you would find it in a consensual situation amongst adults. Yes. I mean, criminalizing sex work can increase can increase incidence of human trafficking, just like you were saying. I mean, guys, since it's still illegal, you know, a lot of guys, they rape young women, they kill young women, and nobody knows about it. Like, nobody finds out about it until it's too late. And, you know, a lot of girls are being ripped off. Like, I was one of these girls, and um, there's nothing I can do about it, pretty much. Because it's, well, I don't think the police is going to help me, because I don't like the police. And they don't like us. Not yet, anyway. And I just think that, you know, decriminalizing this work will make life so much easier. I mean, sex workers, they say we're willing to pay taxes on this. Just, you know, everybody's going to be happy. Sex is one of the basic human necessities. If you don't have sex, all of these, you know, feelings are going to be bold inside of you. And then, you know, you never know. You're gonna like go to sex worker and like end up hurting her in in not a consensual way. So it does. I understand what you're saying. Um, the other aspect of it too is that um, you 
know, you, you know, sex is like eating. It's like drinking is like air without it. You know, humanity cannot continue. You can't procreate. And, um, there's that sort of weird Puritan ethic that kind of comes into it. The sort of, uh, that religious patriarchy that says that, you know, certain things between consenting adults are morally wrong. And, um, I, I don't like to describe moral issues to, to topics because I'm not an expert and, and my moral compass is different than a lot of other people's moral compasses. But, you know, I, I know that when you're an adult and you can make your own choices, then I don't have any, I, I shouldn't have any ability to say whether those choices are right or wrong. And I would never want to legislate anyone's reproductive rights, um, you know, whether it be abortion or whether it be contraception or whether it be the choice, you know, to how to use your body. And, um, you know, it's one thing to talk about minors uh, in, in, in this arena that, you know, anything done with a minor is morally wrong because they're mm-hmm. too young to make decisions on their own and they don't have that kind of autonomy. Yeah. So, you know, you need to protect them. But, um, you know, this, you, there should be a differentiation between acts conducted, you know, with consenting adults and those who are not consenting adults. Mm-hmm. And you look at places too, like in Nevada, um, or in Europe, or even Australia, where, you know, brothels are legal, and where, you know, it's, it's been not only decriminalized, but it's been legalized. And there is a big difference between using those two terms. Legalization means that, you know, you can go into a situation and you can do anything without any repercussions, as long as you aren't breaking the, the law. Decriminalization just means that you will not be arrested for doing it. It's not the same thing. Um, decriminalization means that there is still, uh, you know, like you just like if you decriminalize marijuana usage, that means you can't be arrested for having it, but it means mm-hmm. you can't take it and have it in certain places, you know. So there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know, in my experiences of, of, of being in Nevada, like in you know some of the brothels there, you know the uh, the women who work there are tested I think twice a week you know and they and they have you know certain regulations they have to uphold for hygiene and for um, health reasons that they have to uh, sustain and you know it's it's conducted just like a business you know they have taxes you have to pay sales tax on transactions Um, tipping is different but then again when they do their taxes at the end of the year I think they're 1099 contractors of course if any of you are listening out there and we were wrong about this let us know because we definitely want as many as much input as we can for people in the profession. Uh, that's what we're trying to strive here with this, right? Right, Alexa. Right. Yeah, like uh, with the, you know, with the workers right now. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that the oldest profession is still illegal, and uh, like government tries to. No one screws more prostitutes than the government. I read about it. I don't know who said it, but it's... Uh, I'm just quoting it. Re-quoting it? No, I guess, yeah. And, uh, you know, and government doesn't like us because we bent the system. I mean, right now we're not paying taxes, but we still have to work on holidays, on the weekends, instead of, you know, we make our own schedule instead of doing it 9 to 5, punching in and out. And, you know, we have to pay for our own health. And uh, we don't... <laughs> like, with our job, health insurance and dental, it doesn't come with it. We just we just have to find a way to, you know, make it work. Right, because you're... 
because you are independent. You are an independent contractor. Yes. You're not part of any kind of like system or corporation. I mean, maybe you are incorporated, but you're not any part of like some mega corporation that's going to take care of you as an employee. But mm-hmm. it's funny because people talk about activism as sort of being um, like some of the some of the people I've talked to or I've seen commenting on on the sex work industry as being um, anti capitalist. Uh, and being, you know, either communist or more like a collectivism. But mm-hmm. I think it's just because labor in itself and capitalism is, is inherently exploitive. And, um, you know, if, if you have a transactional nature to what you do, you have a good and service you're providing and they have capital that they're going to trade for you with that. Mm-hmm. And all work in itself is exploitive. If you work for someone else, then you are being exploited because there's an owner and there's a, there's an employee. Mm-hmm. And in, if you're doing things on your own, you sort of are a little bit of both. You're your own company's owner. You're owning your own means of, of production and, 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 you know, making money. You're on your own bodies. Um, if you have a manager or a pimp, then you are technically an employee. Is that correct? I don't know. That's just one way of looking at it. But, you know, if you have a John or somebody who is, you know, your client or somebody that you are working with who's paying you, Mm -hmm. then you're providing that service to them. And so it's not even like we have to, like, work on a barter system where, you know, you're trading chickens (laughs) for a roll in the hay, like in the Old West, like in the, you know, best little whorehouse in Texas or eventually became chicken ranch. Excuse me, I have a little bit of a cold this Oh, morning. me too. Yeah, I'm sniffing. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing bumps of coke off each other's asses. We just have allergies. <laughs> we're going to get the award for the sloppiest podcast. <laughs> what is wrong with these fools? Why are they online? It's the worst. We're gonna, somebody, if we had people that would complain, they would complain about that. Yeah. Not any of our theoretical talking, but just the crap we're saying in between. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I hope we're not way off base here because that would suck okay. if we were. But I, 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 I know my thoughts are pretty well formed in this area, and I, I've thought mm-hmm. about this for a while. Yeah. About, about sniffing coke off somebody's butt? Yes. Cool. Oh, no, I'm not that – the topic we're talking about. <laughs> went away for a second there. <laughs> so I basically saw a study today on uh, Yahoo News mm-hmm. or an article – it's going to say a study, an article that people in general are tired of COVID. And, like, they're yeah. just – they don't care anymore. They don't care about Delta. They don't care about Omicron. Mm-hmm. They didn't learn the Greek alphabet in college. They are just done with everything. And I, I did an event last night because I do some public performances mm-hmm. and none of us were wearing masks and we were all in each other's faces. And it reminded me of what life was like pre pandemic. Yeah. And I thought, well, I guess this is it. I guess we're back to this. And if we get sick, we get sick and yeah. uh, people are just living together. I mean, I, I say that and that's reckless to say that, but I am, you know, hundred percent vaccinated and I'm about to get my booster shot. Um, but I got tested for COVID the other day and I was negative. Um, so that's cool. Nice. But, uh, you know, it's just this weird time we're living in. 
And I, I mentioned all of that because it sort of brings me back to the realms of public health, people's attitudes. And, you know, when you are an SW, when you are a sex worker and you work with people and you're not just online, you know, or virtual, you know, you have to worry about those kinds of things. And, you know, responsible uh, workers should definitely be tested for, you know, a list of um, STDs and, um, you say that would be in, in the industry like the porn industry or, you know, if you were working at a brothel that was legalized. And um, even more so during COVID, I mean, the people that I've spoken with and stuff, you know, have taken temperatures before they've met with their clients, um, you know, masks to a point, um, limiting contact, you know, to within certain areas of the body that, you know, are not going to have either like mucus or you know breath or whatever where you could transmit covid but just skin on skin contact and that's interesting because Mm. before you know it was just you know people who would just worry about using condoms or other kind of contraception to Mm -hmm. protect against disease and so you know people should be aware definitely you should be aware and pay attention to really good sources of information not just what your uncle says is on Fox News or American News Network <laughs> News. or whatever. Not to say that, you know, we're calling those places out, but, you know, there is fake news out there and you've got to have, you know, reputable sources, you know, uh, university sources, uh, government sources, places that, you know, there's strong science to back up what they're saying. Um, and I, I mean, it's just my opinion. I guess it's the whole point of this is really to be opinionated about, you know, the industry and trying to make sure that we're informed and not giving out bad information. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, <laughs> you mentioned the STD test. Um, like, yeah, I tried to, you know, um, apparently there's those, uh, packets that you get, you can order STD test online and, the, and Amazon will ship it to you. And I didn't know about it. So I ordered one cause you know, never know. I mean, I still use condoms and whatnot, but just in case. So, and uh, I ordered, you know, female one week later, I open it and it's for males. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> How do I do this? Do I still send it in? Will they detect something? I mean, yeah, it was kind of funny, but um, yeah. And I know like a lot of girls, they, sorry, my cat is trying to get in. Okay. And I know a lot of girls, they put on their Twitter or accounts, um, you know, websites that vaccinated uh, will not um, will not see unvaccinated clients because I care about my health and whatnot. And, you know, I think it's important. I mean, even if you have a slight cold, please do not see a provider because we will get sick. And that that compromises like our money, our time. Like, what if? I mean, if I get sick, I'm gonna be, you know, still doing stuff, but it's gonna be for three days. But what if somebody will get sick, and then she will have to not work for like two weeks, and that's will not be fun. But exactly, and it's something that you know I. So it's a risky business in the first place because of the legality around it and, you know, meeting with people who are brand new that you don't know and and make sure they stay vetted. And so any kind of successful business is going to have inherent risk to begin with, Um, any kind of venture capitalism or any kind of, you know, startup. And so success is really all about mitigating your risk and limiting your risk exposure. 
And I think that's the most important thing to think about. Like for anybody out there who may stumble upon this podcast and decide that you want to be involved in this industry, and it's a great industry to be involved in. It really is rewarding and you can do so much good. And, you know, it can be something that is really positive for everyone involved. It can be, and it has been in our experiences. I, I recommend it. It's not for everybody, but it is something that if you want to do this, getting into it, um, we're in with a, a clear eyes and uh, full understanding of what the risks are, you know, that's how you should do it. But um, obviously don't let anyone coerce you into doing this, um, whether it be a partner or somebody that, you know, is an authority figure mm-hmm. in your life. Um, that's important too. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, minimize your risks, you know, your exposure, just be safe, safe in general anyway, whether it's um, safety in your well-being and your environment and your partners or safety and just your general health and well-being and, and mental health too, because, you know, it, I, I touted the, the benefits and saying that you should do that. But at the same time though, it can also be somewhat isolating and it can be something that's hard to explain to family and loved ones. Mm-hmm. I think that's our next podcast topic is going to be about the relationships in and around being a sex worker. Um, But uh, I said that's for another podcast down the road. And that concludes our today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We really appreciate your support. And I will talk to you next time.